Hey there, Zlatko here. Welcome to What Is My Brain podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I get the opportunity to chat with fellow founders and business operators about their journey and how they got to where they are now, where they are going and how they're going to get there. I'm planning on bringing guests and touching on topics such as running multiple businesses, executing ideas, and just spitballing about random topics and current events. It's a casual conversation, and that will hopefully bring value to anyone that decides to listen. I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for tuning in. All right, Jeremiah, thank you so much for being on the podcast, buddy. I really, yeah. really appreciate it. Um, yeah, I, I, you and I connected through a mutual friend, um, you know, through Shopify stuff and everything. So I'm, I'm really, I had a great conversation with you. I think we, we went on for like an hour and a half. Yeah. And then I, <laughs> when I started this podcast, I was like, I gotta, gotta have that guy on there. Like, yeah. I, I gotta make sure that he comes on and talks. And you've had some uh, big things happen since we last talked. So I, I want to kind of give you the floor. Introduce yourself. What do you do? Okay. What have you done? Whatever you want to share. And then, um, yeah, man, we can just riff from there. Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, it's really great to catch up. Um, yeah, it's uh, loved loved getting to chat a little while ago. <laughs> yeah. um, so I run a, a company called No Commerce. Uh, we are uh, basically a survey platform for e-commerce businesses, um, and we were just recently acquired by uh, WeCommerce. So WeCommerce is a publicly traded company. They they really are kind of built on the Shopify ecosystem, um, but they they buy and build. Uh, companies that help e-commerce merchants do more. So they own Stamped, they own 460, they own Archetype Themes, um, and a few other companies you probably heard of, and then we're their most recent acquisition. So um, it's it's really cool to be part of a portfolio. Congratulations, there. by the um, way, man. Congratulations. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's a, it's good. So there, uh, it is everything I hoped it would be. Um, I'm uh, I've been running my own businesses for 10 years, uh, off and on. Not all of them have <laughs> been this successful. In fact, I guess you could make the case none of them have been this successful. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it, it's been you know kind of off and on. But I, the one thing that I really appreciate is just like the the both the the balance between support yeah. and autonomy in that ecosystem. And I would say just like off the bat for anybody who is a founder of an e-commerce tech business who's looking for um you know what the the future might look like for them um it's a i think that's an option everybody should be looking at is uh awesome awesome yeah man i i've heard a lot of great things i know a couple people over there um and so let me ask you i want to kind of take it back because i saw your uh, i saw your tweet not too long ago which had me really intrigued because i'm in the process of building or we've already built it out uh, a chrome extension you did a wordpress plugin you did something with that business um yeah. I'm, I'm curious to know what is your back are you uh were you a developer in the past or you just had always like kind of more of like a management gist and you were able to kind of gather people to build the stuff that you had an idea around yeah that's a good question so um I built my first website, so I'm, I'm okay. kind of a developer, not really. I'm a self self trained right. coder and never went to school for it. Um, but when I was in high school, I I took this okay. multimedia English class. <laughs> Basically, I yeah. took it because it was like an easy English class. Uh, but I I created websites for like my projects that I would turn on, uh, which is pretty cool. So uh, I turned it on, <laughs> on a floppy disk, like you know that was the good old days. Um, oh, so the funny but... thing is, it's not that long ago. I'm, I'm in my early 30s. 
but yeah, floppy disks. Like that was how I turned in my my uh, website projects, and it was just like literally basic HTML, yeah. and that was it. And so um, I did that, built my first like super simple. <laughs> super simple website uh, when I was in college as a joke with a friend it was called <laughs> certifiedbadass.org and it was basically like a it was a quiz that like you could like certify it, it literally it was just like a very basic PHP site and um, the correct answer always changed and so it would basically like you had a, a random chance of <laughs> answering the right answer um, and so like and it would just give you your score and you know, basically your score was never oh that's hilarious that's hilarious um uh yeah so that was just kind of a, a joke um but that's how i, I got started and nice and then how what there. was the um i'm curious to know about the because i know the wordpress plugin like marketplace was actually kind of a hot commodity mm-hmm. for a long time and i'm sure you know a lot of people yeah i mean a lot of people built multi-million dollar businesses around that just same way with like now what shopify is doing and all this so i'm curious to know what what, mm-hmm. what was your what did your uh, plugin do? And I guess my question would be whatever you can share in terms of like mm-hmm. how many you guys, users you had, how you guys built up that user base. I mean, I, yeah. I'd love to know a little bit more about that because I think those are I'm always I'm always curious about people choosing like I've chosen to build certain things on top of Shopify. Right. But sometimes people are like, well, you're dependent on that platform. Yep. If they kick you off, then you really don't have anything. So you're taking a much yep. bigger risk. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a lot of risk in building on top of a platform for sure. Um, so we did, um, when I, so it was 2012 at late 2012, I created a, uh, WooCommerce extension. And so at the time there was, um, WooCommerce was still fairly new. I think it had been about a year since, um, it came out. Um, but it was hot. It was something a lot of people in the WordPress ecosystem were setting up their WooCommerce stores. Um, and basically like I was on a forum one day and I saw some people asking to do something that was very simple. Um, and so I took it, turned it into a plugin. I spent, I don't know, a weekend on it. Um, I had a day job and so just kind of playing around. Um, and it, it was called WooCommerce menu cart. That was the name of the plugin. And basically it added a cart icon, um, and the ability to click through to your cart on your website menu. Um, at the time, that's that wasn't crazy like to the, think about. You know, everybody's got their <laughs> cart icon. Yeah, like people were manually adding it to their website, and it, it was early days of e-commerce. So obviously, like the big stores were yeah. well optimized, and they knew what they were doing. But like, if you're adding your WooCommerce store to your WordPress site, like that wasn't right. something that came with themes, any of that kind of stuff. So that was that was the plugin, and it took off. Um, we put I put it in the the extension marketplace, and then. Um, I don't know, probably six weeks after I launched it, I had a bunch of people downloading it. WordPress is one thing that's really nice about that ecosystem is you don't, um, people just download code and then they install it on their website. So like, you don't have to maintain anything. Um, it's totally different. Like in Shopify, if you build an app, like you've got, you've got people hitting your servers, you've got like, there's just a lot more complexity to building a Shopify app. Um, in WooCommerce, it's like, here's a code snippet, download it and put it on your website. And that's essentially what a, a, Woo, a WooCommerce extension is. And so um, that's all I had was just a basic website that let people download. And then oh, I had like okay. a donate button. Um, and I I think I made like $25 of donations in that first six, eight weeks. Um, and then this guy from the Netherlands reached out and he was like, hey, have you thought about making a paid version of this? And I'd been thinking about it. And so he and I just, we just that's started collaborating. Cool. And so uh, we... Yeah, so it was like a couple weeks, over a couple weeks on our free time, we built out a paid version, added a bunch of extra options, customization, 
things like that. And we put it out there. And um, I think, you know, day one, we wow. did a couple hundred dollars in sales and just kind of what we were surprised by was like people kept buying, like it, it just kept going. So um, the whole thing grew and uh, eventually that turned into more extensions. It turned into like the way that we'd set up the relationship. We kind of shared that one and right. then I owned the marketplace. And so I took, I took a small cut of everything and then we both started kind of building our own things. And so over time, uh, I ended up leaving um, and sold the whole thing to, nice. to Ava, is his name, who still runs it today. And it's it's a multi-value. I mean, yeah, SaaS valuations yeah, yeah. are always... <laughs> if you were to give it a SaaS right, valuation, right, right. it's a multi-million dollar company. Um, in terms of actual revenue, I, right, I'm right, like, right. not going to talk about that stuff. But like it's, it's, a, it's a strong business and it serves probably half a That's million awesome. uh, merchants That's today. That's really so, awesome. Um, yeah. And that it's, it's just a different ecosystem. Like I, I think when I left, we made $2 per year per merchant. Like it, it wasn't right. like a, a lot of money. Um, but it was a couple hundred thousand merchants we worked with. So like, it's, it's still significant and, um, it's just fun to like browse the internet and see stuff. Something yeah. Built yeah. On and then is that how so, you kind of fell into the um, no commerce thing now? I mean, like, I know it's been like a long time, but I guess how long was your stretch doing the the WordPress plugin stuff, and then I guess what did you do between that to get to like now you're yeah. kind of almost in the in the same sort of atmosphere, but now you're in the, more in the Shopify space, mm-hmm. or you know I know have you guys gone multi-platform or are you guys just Shopify at the moment? Yeah, yeah. So so we are. Yeah, we don't have official integrations right. with other platforms, oh, but cool. it is it's multi-platform. You have the ability to deploy to other platforms. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with so with the WooCommerce stuff, that was nice. basically three years that I did that. So um, yeah, I had that. I had a few other extensions. I guess a lot of them are still still exist today. <laughs> Ava, bless his heart, took uh, <laughs> took all that over and <laughs> it's maintaining it. And yeah. it's, I mean, he owns it now. But uh, there was some junk's not the right word. Like it, it was good stuff, but like there was some stuff that like probably wasn't worth him him taking right, over and right. I, I appreciate that he did that so that the customers didn't have right, to right, right. get left high and dry um so he's and he's a good dude if anybody's in the the woocommerce ecosystem wp overnight Ava is he's the man so, i love that kind of um, integrity dude that's really awesome sure. and yeah he's he's incredible one of the one of the highest integrity it. people you'll ever meet i mean it's yeah the the conversation always was Hey, we want to make more money, but how do we make sure that the merchant is taken care of first? And there were a lot of things that from a business decision standpoint would have been better for us and better for him in particular that we didn't end up doing because he wanted to make sure that the merchant experience was better. Um, simple things like like doing annual billing instead of a one-time payment. Like it took years to to kind of move to that because it was like, hey, we right, need to right, make sure right, this is right. good for the merchant at the end of the day. Um which like now in retrospect seems kind of silly because everybody yeah. does like mm-hmm. you know recurring billing, but at the time it was yeah it was that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, Love one of the it. highest integrity people you'd ever meet. Um, but yeah, so I did that for a while. Um, in that process, I met this guy Pearson Crass who runs Lunar Solar Group, a marketing agency. Um, he had his own e-commerce brand. I ended up helping him on his website with yeah. some stuff. It's kind of a long story, but we became friends. Um, and so he launched a marketing agency in 2018. Um, I, in between the WordPress thing and, uh, him launching that, I had a, uh, my own e-commerce brand and it 
wasn't very successful. Yeah. <laughs> I won a lot, but it was not. I lost. I lost my money basically, um, but it was a good experience. And so when Pearson kicked off the marketing agency, I helped him for a while, um, about a year uh, or not quite close to it. Um, just kind of helping with some web development stuff. Uh, but the yeah. agency life's not really for me. Um, and so we've been talking for years about like, let's build a tech company. And so 2020 pandemic hits, everything's going crazy. And so we said, all right, let's make it happen. Um, and so basically we incubated, uh, no, within Lunar Solar Group, um, and built it up to the point where, we oh, that's awesome. That's really companies. awesome. And, and, uh, how, yeah. um, I know you guys have been growing pretty, uh, pretty rapidly. Um, was it just like a move for, because of WeCommerce's like ecosystem that this was just like one of those things that they didn't have in their portfolio that was like, dude, this just makes all the sense in the world or like, well, I guess, or is it like the future building of like, I know you had, you and I had talked about a lot of stuff on a private basis, but like, um, I, I'm yeah. curious to know, like, has your merchant or client base like really expanded since that point or have, were you guys on a really good, like upward trajectory? Like what, what did they, I guess, see in the space that, that made you guys so um, valuable yeah. to them, I guess? For sure. And I guess I, I yeah, can't really talk good. about specific yeah. numbers because it's publicly traded. But like we so we launched our platform, our like full platform that we offer today out cool. of beta in September. Um, and we ended up connecting with WeCommerce in November. At the time, we were looking at raising money. Um, and that was that was the plan. We had we had this platform. We had a few hundred brands that were using the platform um, and we, we knew right. that we had something pretty powerful. And so the plan was to raise money and we ended up chatting with WeCommerce and um, I personally really connected with the team. Um, I also felt like their vision was more closely aligned to ours than yeah. the VCs I was talking to. Um, and, and that's not a knock on VCs. Um, it's not a knock on us. I think there's just right. like certain products that are better fits yeah. for certain types of outcomes. And, and at the end of the day, like we, my goal is to have our technology in the hands of hundreds yeah. of thousands of merchants someday. Um, and to do that, we have to be affordable. Um, the VCs looked at it and said, well, how do we make as much money as possible on a per merchant basis? Which makes sense. It's easier to scale yeah. to that. There's less risk. Um, and you have the ability to say, well, we have a thousand merchants paying us. You know, we're, we're generating a million dollars in monthly revenue off of a thousand merchants. That's a, we can justify a obscene, yeah. and again, not to disrespect anybody, obscene, maybe isn't the right word, but like we can justify huge um, right. multiples on that because we know that we can go from a thousand to 10,000 and right, maybe right, someday right. to a hundred thousand, right? So like, that's, it's just a different model. Um, and I think when we talked to WeCommerce, they looked at what we had and they said, this is amazing. We work with a hundred thousand merchants today. And this makes sense. And so I think that was, um, to me, that, that was it. Um, I, I, like the money, at the end of the day, I don't care as much right, about money right. as I care about impact. Um, I, I want our product to be in the hands of the hundreds of thousands of merchants. And I thought that I love it. I love it. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a smart um, move on, on, I think, both ends of the spectrum because they have the, the ecosystem already to deploy those, you know, those resources and be like, hey, we just added a new app. And even if they get like a 2% click through rate, that's fucking mm -hmm. amazing. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, no, that, yeah. that's really awesome. And are you guys, <laughs> uh, sure. 
Let me ask you about some of the trends you're seeing. So I know you guys kind of basically what you guys do mm -hmm. in short is you guys are post-purchase survey to know where the customer basically came from, how they found the brand. And then I think there's multiple questions people can ask, right? Like you can ask, like, what do you like about our, you know, mm -hmm. whatever it is. So um, is that is that summarized mm -hmm. kind of the product in general? I mean, yeah, the the one uh, difference there is that we, we do deliver surveys outside the the context of a confirmation screen too, but that is the primary. Right. And what are you guys seeing? Is it now, now like mostly like TikTok? I know that's obviously gone up and like, what are the trends that you, or what's, what surprised you? I guess yeah. is a better question. Like, what did you look at? And you're like, damn, I had no idea that these brands can do this much going through. Yeah, for sure. So there's a couple of things that are really interesting and we're, we're working on ways to distribute this yeah. information at scale a little bit better, but um, word of mouth it. is the number one channel. If you look across the entire ecosystem, it, yeah, it is. And I mean, I guess if you if you lump Facebook and Instagram right. together under the umbrella of Meta, then that's actually higher. But um, but if you just look at like you know Instagram versus Facebook versus Google versus word of mouth, like word of mouth is is king. Um, and it, yeah, specific. Right. I don't know the exact number off the top of my head. It, it varies a little bit, but twenty-five to thirty-five, or twenty-five to thirty percent of people are finding brands through their mouth, from what we see. Um, yeah, and it's mm -hmm. it makes sense, right? Like, <laughs> that's how how many of us buy products because somebody we know and care about and who we and, respect is. And using honestly, dude, so we're building. Massive, a, right? a, that's funny that you say because we're building an incense a subscription based incense brand uh, internally at our agency, and okay. so our whole thing has been. Um, you know, we we help so many subscription based businesses and all these and we learn a lot from that. Right. We learn almost like what works, what doesn't, what works for certain brands that doesn't work for others because it all varies. And one of the things that I remember doing from my I used to run a sock subscription business back in like 2014, 2015. And one of the most effective things that we did okay. is inside of the box, but like a little QR code that says, give this to your friend. And there's a 10 percent discount going through this QR code. And honestly, man, that flywheel there, like yep. we used to go to the airport and you just wear the funky socks and people are like, oh, cool socks. And you give them one of the cards. They're just like, oh, shit, I just got my basically yeah. got like 10 percent, 15 percent off of like a pair of socks. And that always stood out to me. And so now that we're building the incense brand, um, I was talking to my co-founder and I was like, you know what? We need to get something in there that's like, hey, yeah. pass it on, like give this to somebody else. And that's like, you know, more of like the direct marketing within the product itself already. Yeah, for sure. And I guarantee you the impact of that is higher than what you see in the, the actual exactly. numbers that are coming through your system, right? Um, I, I think that's one thing that a lot of people miss on influencer marketing and um, any sort of like word of mouth type marketing in, in general is that you're, if you're paying somebody, yeah. you know, let's just look at the, the affiliate model, you pay somebody a 20% commission for referring a customer they're not getting a hundred percent conversion no, rate no. on their link click, right? But they're or they're still spreading the word. They're still having an impact, and so at the end of the day, um, you might be getting two, three, four times the impact of what you're actually seeing coming through on the that bottom line of revenue. And I think that's something that a lot of brands miss. Um, and the re it's hard. You can't like you don't know for right. sure. There's no like there's no guarantee that that's happening. But yeah, it's likely. Yeah. That's awesome, happening. man. That's awesome. Um, now, uh, let me ask you. So what what can you talk about sort of the next evolution of the product in terms of like whatever you can share? Where are you guys? What What's sort of the yeah. the, the things you're seeing that you're, you guys are looking to improve within the product, mm -hmm. some features that people are asking for? Because um, like I said, there's the, uh, the instance brand that we're doing. I just... Uh, 
I, I just had notated like two weeks ago, maybe right before I left on my little vacation, I was like, we need to do like the no commerce thing because now as we're learning about our client base and we want to know where they're coming from, especially having those cards, like we want to have all those options and I, uh, and I'm yet to have that conversation with my co-founder yep. to be like, Hey, we need this at the kind of the, at the end of the whole process or, you know, wherever, even if it's within an email or whatever it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I, I think, um, so yeah. One one thing before I get into like the the product development piece, one one issue that we have right now that we're really um, kind of staffing up and, and working on addressing is just education of how you can use our product. So like with what you're talking about, one really cool example of what you could do is like actually like drop a QR code uh-huh. in a box that links to a survey. Like we have the tech in place to be able to do that. All you have to do is just you know put a grab your survey link and connect it to a QR code. Um, and then, so that's, that kind of stuff is like a, a big piece of what we're doing to, to say like, Hey, you are, you have all of these touch points with customers and you should be collecting data at those touch points. And we have the ability to data, help you collect data at those touch points. And there's some additional things that we'll be doing with our product to make that easier, um, throughout this year. So that's, that's one piece of it. Um, but yeah, a lot and of then what about, what about Shopify POS? Are you guys um, printing on the receipt, like the QR code? No, but I, I think like that's the kind of stuff that we're looking at, right? Like how how do we how do we get into more touch points? How do we leverage the technology that we have today to make it better? And then ultimately, at the end of the day, we're we're really trying to uh, again we're we're taking that response data, we're tying it back to the customer yeah. record whenever we can, and that just it expands the the meaningfulness of the data. Yeah. It also helps you understand specific customers. Yeah, back better, to the zero party kind of stuff, piece so. of it, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, and the one, uh, the the other thing that's really important with what we do that ties back to that as well is um, our entire motto, for lack of a better term, is is uh, that we want to uh-huh. turn data into action. And so everything that we're focused on is how do we take data and make it into action. And so we do that one by providing insight. And so we're constantly looking at how do we provide more insight give better understanding right. of what this data actually means because at the end of the day if you don't have a data team um there's you can look at the responses to a question and then you may or may not actually understand the impact of that um so one how do we surface better insight but then two how do we take the data in real time and turn it into action and so that's one thing that's really powerful and that we're trying to do more of is um so like let's say you you delivered a qr code right. in a in a package and you link to a survey um, that's a great opportunity to ask some questions about the, the the experience, packaging, product, all of that. And then if you identify that that person had a great experience, ask them to leave a review. If they had an awful experience, say, great, we're connecting somebody from customer support to you right now and auto-trigger yeah, that yeah, email, yeah. all that stuff get, gets taken care of in real time, right? So it's not like we make a lot of assumptions about the actions that somebody might want to take at a certain uh, transaction point, but what we found with surveys is that if you ask people some questions, one, they're more likely to engage with it, but then two, they're actually more likely to take whatever action that is too. So don't go straight to the action um, and don't assume that this is the right action. Leverage data to get the right action to the right person, and that's going to get you a, a whole lot yeah. better uh, engagement rate. Build so those breadcrumbs. Just keep it going all the way through. I love it. Um, yep. No, that that that's really awesome. Now, what what trends are uh, are you guys seeing? Any like unique trends that on in the state of like e-commerce right now that you're that's kind of taking you for a whirl, and you're like, damn, I didn't know. Like, are you guys implementing like 
you know, anything on your side that you're like, hey, this trend is kind of taking off right now? Because I know like nowadays like quizzes and, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there that's like really starting to funnel a lot of sales and different things like that. So I know you're talking about the touch points, but is there anything else that you're like, damn, I had no clue that this was going to be one of the things we're going to be handling? Yeah. um, I mean, we're kind of keeping a pulse on a lot of things. Um, Obviously, like the text message marketing. I was about to ask you, do you guys Um, do surveys via SMS? Like where somebody scans a, you know, or sends like a, or you guys set up a follow up and say, hey, hit one for great, you know, great experience or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, not today, but uh, that's the kind of stuff we're looking at, right? So, um, yeah. And I, I don't have any specifics around that, what that would look like, but the that kind of stuff right so like text message marketing is big um my first startup actually was text oh, message shit. marketing in 2010. way too early <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh and very expensive like you think text is expensive now. it was like five dollars a text and it's like then. still me- messaging rates apply <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah i i forget this specifics but like you had to pay fifteen hundred dollars a yeah. month for dedicated short code it's like yeah. long-term contracts like uh, yeah, message message rates were through the roof, all that kind of stuff. So um, anyway, it, it was expensive and we lost a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, but again, a good experience. Um, but the, yeah, so like SMS, obviously big. Um, the shifts in, I mean, a lot of what we're looking at is just helping our customers better understand where to put ad dollars. At the end of the day, that's the the biggest thing. And it's something that right. I, I can't tell you, like we've, we've figured it out, but... Um, it's something we're constantly looking at, just like how do we optimize our mm-hmm. tech to make that better for them? Um, because that's the biggest pain point for most of our customers right now. Um, so there's that. And then, you know, with that, looking at things like like to your earlier point, TikTok. Like TikTok is through the roof in terms of the percentage of revenue it's driving. Like we, um, and this is yeah. this is all based off of survey data. So there's not like, it's not perfect and right. sample sizes have changed and all that. But we're looking at, basically about a 20x increase in the percentage of revenue year over year coming from TikTok. Um, And there's a little bit of bias in that, right? Like you're probably using our platform, you're more likely to use our platform if you're driving revenue from those kinds of sources. But at the same time, just as a percentage of revenue over the last year, we've seen that change. So so it may not be 20x, but I guarantee you it's at least 10, right? There's a massive change in the percentage of revenue the brands are driving from TikTok. And then the other thing that we see that's really interesting on the ad spend side, um, we don't see the drop off in terms of people saying that they came from Facebook and Instagram that other people are seeing in their ad spend. And I, I don't know quite the right way to say this, but essentially like people are, it almost looks like the drop in people coming from Facebook and Instagram is more correlated to a drop in ad spend than it is to a drop in the uh, oh, okay, of the okay, ads. Okay, okay. Um, and that I am not going to like stand on that and say that that is the truth, but that's how it looks from the data that we have. And so that's one thing that we just talked to brands a lot about is like, Hey, be careful about pulling your spend back too much because a, your like, it may look, the numbers may look bad today, but a lot of that's because the, the platforms don't have the the data they used to have. And so they're probably under reporting from what we can tell they are under reporting. Um, and so be very careful about how much you're pulling back ad spend because you're not going to see the full effect today or tomorrow. You're going to see it exactly. in three months, six months, 12 months. Um, and that's kind of what we're seeing is the the drop-off in the revenue, discovery revenue, as we call it, coming from those channels 
is more correlated with spend dropping three, six months ago than it is with platform right, effectiveness right. decreasing. Wow, interesting. Um, and it's, yeah, and right, again, right, I'm right, not right. going to say that that's the truth for sure. That's trying that's to lead what bet- it looks like read between the lines a little so. bit of like what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and to be right. clear, that's ecosystem wide. I'm not, especially on a brand to brand basis, I can't tell you. Right, that, right, like, right, 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 right. Phenomenally, because some brands yeah, are getting hit absolutely. a lot harder than others. And in terms so. of TikTok, are you seeing a lot of that growth with like up and coming brands or already established brands that are like, because I know you guys, you guys mainly, uh, am I wrong thinking yeah. you guys mainly work with like already like established more like enterprise type brands? Like you guys do have a lot of the bigger clientele, right? Yeah, I mean, it varies, but there's a lot of brands on our platform that are doing like a thousand orders a month plus is kind of okay. like where we okay. see most people coming in that are like doing a lot with us. Right, right. There's a lot of smaller brands too, but yeah. So at that point, you're talking, you know, fifty to hundred k in monthly revenue probably plus. So um, yeah, we have brands that are eight figures in monthly revenue. We have brands that are. Yeah you know, $300 a month, but obviously like you're, you're inside at $300 right, a month. Right, a right, 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 right. At, at Absolutely. 10 million a month. Um, so yeah, I would say like the ones that, the ones that we see scaling really effectively on TikTok are probably in okay. that like 50K okay. a month plus revenue range. Um, and they're, they're able to like, they've got enough data to be able to like look at it and say, okay, we, we feel confident in these results. Um, but yeah, a lot of brands are using it for TikTok in particular, the attribution is really weak. Um, and so they look at survey response data to scale. And that's been, we have a lot of brands we work with that have gone from, you know, one, 2% of revenue on TikTok. So you guys actually sometimes in some cases for um, uh, bad attribution on the social media side, you guys almost act like a fallback to some of these folks to know where they actually came back. Oh, that's, that's, yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even flip my mind state to even think like yeah. that. That's really interesting actually. For sure. And it's not perfect. Um, I mean, every, what, what I tell people is like, whatever, of course you should use multiple forms of attribution, first of all. So like use survey data, use your in-platform ad data, um, use your Google yeah. analytics or whatever it is to look at like click data. Now you've got systems like right, Triple right, Whale right. or North Beam that can kind of tell you some like uh, ad campaign level data, which is really cool. Um, which you can't really get from like a Google Analytics or from what we offer. Um, but if you've got a platform like that, layer in your survey data too, yeah. because it's going to be different. Um, and it's going to be different on a per customer basis. And so we actually, with surveys, we recommend uh, kind of a, a four question approach. So the first question is, how did you first hear about us? So we're looking for what's the first touch point they remember. Um, I guarantee you it's not always right. the first touch point. There's going to be others, right? Like they may have seen an ad and then a friend said something and they, they remember the friend right, they didn't right, remember right, the, right. the first ad. Um, granted, if that's the case, you probably don't have that data anyway because it's been long enough that it's the cookies right. are expired, all that kind of stuff, right? So um, so we look at that, like what's your, what's your first touch point? And then we ask what brought you to our site today? Um, and so those two questions really get at like what's the discovery point? And then... That's the really the first thing we're answering there. And then the second thing is, what's the purchase intent driver? And so understanding those two things and understanding that they're different can have a ton of value. So you look and your Clavio may be telling you that you're driving $100,000 in revenue. Uh, you That's not wrong, but like that's not what like they right, discovered right, somewhere right. else first, right? So it's not your new customer revenue. 
or to some extent it may be, but like there's, there's another channel that's responsible for that. So what we like to do is look at like, okay, how many, how much revenue did your, did, if somebody says that I came to the site today because of an email, that's them literally right, purchasing right. because you sent them an email. And so that's an important number to know. Or if they say it's because of a text message or it's because I saw an ad um, or because a friend reminded me about you, right? Like that's, that's where we get it. Like what's that purchase channel that drove that action today? Um, and then from there, we have two additional questions that we love to throw in that are not as high value, but, but depending on your brand can be really high value. The, one of them is if somebody said they came today from an ad, ask them where they saw the yeah, ad. Yeah, so that's yeah. kind of your that's last touch ad, understanding sure. that. Yep. And that also kind of cuts through the noise. So you're looking at your ad-specific data as opposed to like your top level that includes word of mouth and press and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then the last question is, how long did you know about us before making your first purchase? And that's a really important piece of information because what we typically find, it's not always true, but typically your social discovery channels take that's longer. That's the nurturing process right there. Yeah, yeah. If somebody said that the, it's the nurturing process. Yeah, exactly. And so the Im- impact of that is that when you can understand that somebody is more likely to purchase 12 plus months after they found your brand on Facebook, that means your Facebook ads are far more effective than what you're mm. seeing in the first seven days. Um, and that can have an impact on how you spend money. Like we've had some brands that have 80% of their customers coming in three wow. plus months after discovery. Um, and so that's like their, their Facebook ads look awful. They, they barely, they can't hardly break even all that, but we know that that person might is is you've got a you know 300% more like uh higher likelihood that they purchase three months from now than they do and in the first do you week. guys associate a lot of that um, with the so, cost of the product too like if it's a $20 product versus a $300 product I mean I'm sure that has also a big effect yeah you know that's a really good right. that's not something we dig into um some some brands do that kind of analysis on their own but yeah talking about like what's the kind yeah. of insight that we can generate that leads to action those are the kinds of things that we do look at like how how could we help somebody better understand this so yeah it's it's really more based off of like responses um and like overlaying response data we do some audiences for like um for order and customer data as well but that's awesome that's uh, awesome cool well um i appreciate all that um so i wanted to kind of quickly ask you since you seem like also like an ideas guy you've built a bunch of stuff what, uh, yeah, <laughs> the love without, ideas. you know, obviously everyone do your own research. What are some things out there that you're like, damn, somebody needs to build this idea because like every e-commerce person needs this. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you one of mine that I, that we're working on. Uh, it, it's, yeah, it's, uh, dude, it's it. actually really interesting. So I've been realizing that a lot of people, uh, we're talking about Facebook ads. You were just mentioning how much people are spending. And I, keep, I went down Twitter not too long ago and I see a bunch of people saying, man, I really wish I can get through all of the comments in my ads when I'm spending, you know, 10K a month or 10K a day or whatever it is mm. on my ads. And so uh, my team right now is actually working on uh, taking uh, an account, Facebook ads account, pulling in all the ads and creating a uh-huh. commonality word bubble at the top that allows you to see what those ads are basically mm. saying. Is a product good? Is it bad? With some feedback. And then you can make a couple of different choices. You can pull mm-hmm. that ad back, get back to those customers in one way or another, whether it's like replying or figuring out like, oh man, one of our products is really yeah. like broken or something's not working. Or it could be like, oh, this is working yep. really, really well. We're seeing a lot of like people 
giving positive, then we can funnel more money into that. So basically more of a, uh, it's almost like feedback through ads, but giving you almost like just at the top, like here's the, you know, from the size of the word, one big word is going to be like, you know, broken product. And you're going to be like, that's a big red flag. We got to take a look at this ad yep. and what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first of all, I love that. That's so. Yeah, I have a quick question about that. Is that, are you able to actually pull in the comments and allow replying in line and like within your app, or is that like based off? So go that's going to be probably the second phase of it. We just want to get the data and just basically show them like okay. most people are saying this yep. about this ad. So you got to go back now and just we're giving you at yep. least like the top level. We're not giving you the granular, but I think replying to comments yep. and stuff it shouldn't be too hard to do in like phase two. But we just want to make sure that we get that data in there first. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I think that's like that is such a good idea. Um, there's so many because people spend a lot of money on this shit, man. Like, like it's crazy. I, so I just much. met somebody not too long ago, and they're like, "We spend 10k a day," and I yeah. was like, "10k a day? That's crazy." Yeah. But it's like we make like 70, so it's like <laughs> right. Yeah, we've got a lot of customers like that where it's just like hundreds of thousands, if not millions, a month in ad spent, and yeah. it, it adds up. Um, and yeah, the that's the thing is like optimizing you got one bad ad like that and that might cost you yeah ten thousand dollars you might be losing ten or twenty thousand exactly. or breaking month, month even amongst like all your ads yeah. and different things so, like yeah 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 so right perfect. no that's awesome yep. uh that, sure. that, that that was one yeah, of my cool. ideas but what, what what do you have on your on your plate that you've been even brewing over and you're like keep seeing the issue and you're just like somebody needs to build that damn thing yeah i know there's a lot of stuff around like gifting and all this other I mean, stuff as well yeah, gifting is interesting. Um, I think so. What one issue that I, I think is um, just kind of coming out with right. with all the the privacy stuff and, and an issue issue maybe isn't even the right word, but Let's call it an opportunity. Call it an <laughs> customer opportunity. Yes. <laughs> In terms of yeah. customer acquisition. I think the the biggest thing that's going to come out of all the changes over the last few months, and, yeah. and I might, might be wrong about this, this is just my opinion, but I think what we're going to see is the big platforms, Facebook and, and the like, um, kind of becoming your like go-to, like almost impression-based ads, right? Like instead of it being your performance driver, over time I think it's going to shift into more of like okay. that's my brand play. Um, I'm, I'm driving my brand stuff there. And I think the the more performance acquisition sort of stuff is going to come from smaller ad platforms that are mm -hmm. very community oriented, right? So it's a very specific set of people uses a specific product and you want to put your product in those places. So, um, and I actually have no idea how good it is, but yeah, Instacart's yeah, yeah. an example of that, right? So it's, it's a place where they basically, they have product placement ads. Um, I've probably, I, I right. use Instacart fairly regularly. Um, <laughs> I've probably only bought like, as far as I know, a couple of things off of an ad, but right. it does work to some extent, right? And it's a consumable product. Your LTV on that's probably pretty high. Like there's a lot of, if they can crack that, there's a lot of benefit there for specific types of products, but it's limited to a specific customer type. Right. It's limited to a specific product. And I think it would probably have a lot of value for both parties in that transaction. And so I think what we're going to see is a lot more of those like many platforms that gets harder for the ad buyer because now you've got to distribute your ad spend in more places 
Um, but but I think that's where we're going to start to see a lot of bang for your buck in time. And so there's a lot of opportunity to create those sorts of communities. Yeah, I think that the community driving thing is is really, really huge. And especially building out, you know, I mean, it's like you can create uh, right now, you can create a Discord channel and bring, you know, put a public link out there and get like 10 people to come in out of those 10 people, you're going to convert a high amount because they're there for a specific reason. And then branching that out. And I think Yep. Uh, I, I, I agree with you. And I think for something like that, it's also going to be how how do people get something in return? So if I'm one of these thousand or a hundred people in this community and yep. I'm spreading the word outside of this, like I'd like to get some sort of benefit, whether it's an affiliate fee or referral link or whatever it is. Yep. And it's um, and that's why that's why to me, it's like membership based uh, brands. That's what we're building with our incense brand. I think that's mm. um, to me, it's more important to have, let's say, a, a solid thousand customers that are you know engaged with us that are trying out our new product our new sense and all these other things than it is for me to continue spending a bunch of money trying to get new customers new customers and then a lot more churn and different things like that so for me i definitely think that the community building is like a really tough cookie to crack and i think a lot of people are doing it really well and i think if you're not on social you're you're really going to have a hard time building that community because um it's just it's just people have like this much fucking uh, attention span at this point and everything else is like out the window so if right. you don't catch them it's you know you're, you're gone so, yeah um yeah it's i think brand at the end of the day brand is not yeah. going anywhere and i feel like people can can sit here and do like yep. you know the drop shipping thing or this and try to build something but man when you when you mm-hmm. see the dna of that brand all the way through every channel and you see the consistency and you yep. see all of those you know high quality product images and everything that that ties back to that name that you mm-hmm. built i think at the end of the day that's always going to win and um, building a community around that is going to be really really i think effective yeah absolutely i totally agree with that so i think to me, that's a big opportunity is community oriented thing and, and retention right. of customers and trying to crack that stuff. And there are some brands doing it really well, um, but I think most haven't. And the, then the question that still will have to be answered, and yeah. I don't know if we can answer this today. I think this is a three, five years down the road is uh, at what point are people tapped out of being involved in yeah. communities? And exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I yeah, think the that burnout, comes the at some point as well. Burnout thing, because uh, the NFT community the burnout, is just right, burning community us burnout. out right now. Like everyone's on Discord. Everyone's, you know, all these right. things. You're absolutely <laughs> right. I, I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. I think it's, it is. So, I'm starting to get, I feel like I'm starting to get there. I have to like jump off of some of these platforms. I'm like, all right, hold on. Let me take a deep breath because I'm just like yeah. all over the place with some of these things. And, and you feel like, oh, I'm yeah. going to miss out on this. Yep. I'm going to miss out on that. And it's like, dude, you're not going to catch everything. Like you're not gonna catch every wave, yeah. So, yeah, you um, can't. Yeah. What? So uh, let me ask you on a personal note: What do you uh, when you're not uh, when you're not working? What are you doing for fun out here? You do any sports? Any activities? Anything to keep yourself just balanced over over the span of you know now getting acquired and all these different things going on at e-commerce? Yeah. I mean, so honestly, pandemic like really threw me off. I had a pandemic, uh, started a company a couple months later, Congratulations. a couple months after that. So like the last couple of years, thank you. <laughs> so the last like two years have been rough from yeah. like a personal exercise sort of standpoint. So I, I mean, I, I walk as much as I can run a little bit, but my big thing that I'm trying to get back into yeah. now is basketball. So love playing basketball. Um, I, I, I like to joke that someday yes. I'm going to be a professional basketball player. Hey, so, dude, if you go international, um, <laughs> if, you go, if you go international, highly you unlikely. Happen, yeah. Or do well enough for the business <laughs> thing, I just start my own team. And then I could be like, <laughs> I don't even have to be exactly. on the court. Just like, let me just sit on the involved, bench and yeah. you know, practice. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's like, that's kind of my joke, but um, I, I love playing basketball. That's kind of my, my uh, activity. So I just played it again for the first time a couple of weeks ago and going to be Perfect. playing again this weekend. So um, got to get cut, slowly work my way back into it. Now that I'm in yeah, my yeah, 30s, yeah. it's harder. So How big is your team? Uh, How big is your team at no <laughs> but it's fun. Do you guys do like retreats or anything together or any of that stuff? Have you guys done any gatherings? Yeah, so we're we're a small uh, small team. We're we're under ten at the moment. Um, yeah. We'll be growing, but yeah, we don't. Uh, we will be doing those kinds of things. I mean, we've only been in business right, for right. eighteen months, and it's kind of been like really going after it for the last six. So um, yeah, all that stuff's coming for sure. But um, we commerce is a bigger company though, so we jokingly we're talking about putting together a we commerce basketball team. <laughs> uh, one of the what somebody at one of the other companies actually used to play oh, professional wow. basketball. So, oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, she's, she's super cool. But, um, anyway, so there's, there's like, you know, we, I think we could probably put together a decent team and maybe take yeah. on some other yeah, tech yeah. companies out there. So, um, no <laughs> commerce by ourselves though. There's, we, we can't field a, a decent team. Just, uh, no offense to the other people on the team, but <laughs> I'm the best basketball player and that's not saying a whole lot. Oh, I so. love it, man. I love it. Well, uh, no, this was, this was a pleasure. I appreciate you, um, kind of chatting about everything. Is there anything else you wanted to cover? Anything you wanted to mention, whether it's, you know, where people can find you, reach out to you, um, you know, how you guys can help their brands and everything else. Feel free to, you know, plug anything and everything. Yeah. And if you want to chat about anything else, I'm cool. open to it. But um, I feel like we got through a good amount in terms of all things e-commerce, man. Yeah, for sure. Well, first of yeah. all, I just appreciate you having me on. It's it's really good to chat. And um, yeah, I feel like it's a lot of talking no, on my ends, but anyways, that's what I like to hear, to, man. To, that's, that's, that's why so, you're here. I, okay. I, I just want to, you know, I'm curious in people's journeys and I think everyone comes from a different place and, um, yeah. you know, hopefully there's something in this that whether it's a brand or even myself, I mean, we're building brands yeah. and just knowing some of these ins and outs and what's working mm-hmm. and, you know, attribution and stuff. These are, these are little yep. gems that hopefully people could take out of it and be like, Oh damn, I didn't even think about it. Cause I mean, you had me looking sure. up at the wall, like, Oh shit, I didn't even think about that that way. So that, you know what I mean? So yeah <laughs> cool that's good yeah um and i mean we uh, obviously we do surveys for e-commerce brands uh, but our big thing is we want to be helpful like at the end of the day that's the word we use to describe everything we do um across the entire ecosystem across our customer base even competitors like we try to be the the company that's out there doing whatever we can to help and so um yeah we we want to if if you just want to chat Literally, if you want to chat about how you can use a competitor's product better, we're all we're for, we're all about it. So that's kind of our approach. Um, because at the end of the day, we believe that whatever we can do to help you, uh, whatever we can do to make our product better, is going to be better for the ecosystem. Because we we believe in the data that we're helping collect, and and so that's it. kind of our I love approach. It, man. Are you uh, are you big on Twitter? Anywhere that people can reach out to you? Yeah, uh, I'm on Twitter. <laughs> you could just uh, just Jeremiah Prummer is my uh, tag. You can follow me there. Uh, I'll follow you back as long as your headline tells me. <laughs> and you you're not an egg. Uh, <laughs> and you're not an egg. <laughs> you are. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I actually I just I follow basically right. everybody back who looks like a real person. If you don't look like like yeah, a real yeah, person, yeah. that I I won't. But um, and then yeah, follow. I'm on LinkedIn. I love connecting. Perfect, so just, man. Yeah, well, thank you so much. Out. And uh, yeah, we'll oh. need to we'll need to do a part two when uh, things really ramp up for you guys. Now that you're you're you know you found yeah. a home for your for your baby there, so that that's awesome, dude. So uh, again, Jeremiah, yeah. thank you so much. Always been a pleasure chatting with you, dude. And uh, I'll make sure to keep you posted when this yeah, comes man, out, like and we can uh, we can hopefully spread the word cool. and help some brands out, man.
for sure yeah all right it's, cheers, man. it's awesome appreciate it well you made it to the end of the episode thank you so much for tuning into what is my brain podcast i hope you enjoyed it and i hope you got some value out of it make sure you hit the subscribe button or the follow button to get notified when new episodes are live i'm out thank you <laughs>